Yeah, call me the Megazord. <laughs> and good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here, along with Allie, Kayla, and Ultimate from Nashville. We have um, Allie that is from Pittsburgh. We have Kayla from Michigan, and we have Ultimate from Nashville. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. <laughs> and I'm glad to hear that. So we're going to get right into it here. We're going to get right into it right here. So we had two pretty great games of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, you know, game one, in a lot of people's opinion, Nashville probably should have won that game. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh wins that game. Very opportunistic. And then two really good periods last night. And then the wheels kind of fall off. Pecorino gives up kind of a softy goal there. And, uh, you know, that pretty much puts uh, the end to that game. Now you're going back to Nashville, down two games to none. Or uh, you're going back to Nashville, down two games to none. You know, the basically, you know, what's always said is you're never in trouble until you lose a game at home. And ultimate, you're going to be the one that's probably going to say that. Now, what went wrong in the first two games, and what do they need to do better um, to even this series, or at least take one game one uh, in this series? Tyler, it's 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 one word: discipline. Okay. We have got to get our defense disciplined. We've got to get our fourth line disciplined. We've got to take stop. We've got to stop taking stupid, <laughs> stupid penalties. I agree. Now, you know, I'm sure Allie's going to go, you know, please take more penalties. Give us all the penalties. Give us all the penalties. But it's got to stop. We've got to get keep five on the ice at all times. The more we keep five on the ice, the more we can block shots that are that are uh, getting through to Pekka. We can give him some extra help. It's clear right now that he needs just a little bit of extra help. He's let a few go that, that probably shouldn't have gone, um, except for that absolutely miraculously stupid Malkin goal that squeezed under his armpit like a tube of deodorant. <laughs> but, but it's discipline. It's, it's Kayla Tyler. It's discipline. If we can keep our guys out of the box, we're going to set ourselves up for a better chance. I think the one that really sticks out is the Gensel goal. I believe it was the one that tied the game up after um, Auberg had that insane goal. Uh, you know, and then Gensel scores that goal. I mean, you know, give Jake Gensel credit. You know, he scored that goal in game one, uh, and then he went to the same spot. But that was a awful goal for Pecorino to give up. Very leaky. And, you know, he's really got to uh, pick things up if they're going to win, if they're going to take at least one game and hopefully both games in that, uh, you know, going back to Nashville in games three and four. So, Kayla, I'm going to I'm gonna hand it off to you. Um, basically... Uh -huh. Well, um, I'm going to ask you, Allie. Um, I know you're extremely excited. Obviously, your team's up to nothing. And also, um, just a huge shout-out to you for being, like, probably one out of, like, the five Penguin fans that exist that do not hate me. So thank you for that. No problem. Um, <laughs> but um, I do want to ask you. So, you know, you guys have been, you know, dominating the series so far. You took both of the games in Pittsburgh, which is what you're really supposed to do. Um, but 
what do you feel like the Penguins have been doing right so far? Like, what do they need to continue to do heading into game three? Because, like, Nashville, I mean, they're they're known as Smashville, you know? Like, when you go into that arena, it's going to be loud. It's going to be insane. It's going to be crazy because their fan base has just been insane and so excited. So what do you think your team has to do to maintain what they've been doing so far? Well, my first thought would be keep trusting Matt Murray because Matt Murray has been proving over and over and over again how mature and steady he is in the net. Like, the goal that Auberg scored on him is like a once-in-a-lifetime goal that was absolutely incredible. And that that's what, had, that's what it took to get past him. And then he shut it down for the rest of the night. Like, mm-hmm. Murray lets in three goals game one. And, like, it's just so out of character for him to let in three. Like, right. that's out of character for Matt Murray. Three goals let in. It, he's just out of his mind incredible. So that's my first thought is, Matt Murray, keep being yourself. Like, <laughs> that's the first one. My second thought would be, obviously, that uh, the defensive depth that we have currently with Chris Letang out and Justin Schultz with broken ribs uh, is, like, it may not be pretty, but it's competent. And all our defense has to do is just get the puck off of Nashville's stick, block shots, and get the puck to the forwards. That's all they have to do, and that's what they're doing. They don't need to be fancy. They just need to get it done. But 40 minutes. What sets Pittsburgh apart is, uh, like, Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel. Like, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. I mean, I, I wouldn't what they're doing well. And it's a lot. <laughs> and Jake Gensel, like you guys said earlier, I mean, I, it's definitely a Crosby and Crosby and Malkin's team and then Kessel's team, but that Jake Gensel kid, I mean, man, he came up out of nowhere, and he's just taking this team by a storm. So He came out of nowhere, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, nowhere, Nebraska. <laughs> and, uh, man, that kid is just so great on Crosby's wing, Annie. It, well, it's so funny to me, like – Crosby can make anybody look astounding, but Gensel manages to do it all on his own. He's really someone to look out for. And, like, we had this narrative last year, though. No one knew who Connor Sheary was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a great, great playoffs, and now no one knows who Gensel was, and he's having a great playoffs. Like, is this going to be a perennial thing where a rookie on a player's <laughs> wing is just going to have a coming-out party and everyone's going to be like, what? That wouldn't – I mean, hey, who, would, who wouldn't want that if you were a Penguins fan? <laughs> I mean, I really wouldn't put it past any Crosby. Um, and that's kind of where we're going to go into uh, on this next subject. But first of all, so this is going to be a question for you. And I keep wanting to call you Kaylee, but, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is my question for you. So if Pittsburgh goes up 3-1, what are the chances – of this series being, do you think it's over if they go up three one? And I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna have you go up on a limb. Three one. I'm gonna say Nashville's gonna win one game. If they go three one, uh, is it over? Well, you Detroit fans would know what happened in '09. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Detroit went up two nothing, and they lost in seven games. So, in in my experience as a fan of hockey, <laughs> never ever <laughs> it's not done until it's done. Don't count your Red Wings before they hatch. 
Yeah, well, happened, I mean, you're right, too. I mean, it happened a few years ago with, with um, Chicago. <laughs> no, 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 no. It happened a few years ago with, um, with, San Jose go, with San Jose going up three games to none against L.A. and L.A. coming back and winning all four games. And then uh, in 2010, it happened to the Bruins. They went up 3 nothing. The Flyers came back and won four straight. So, I mean, it does happen, but – I mean, it happened if, to us too in Chicago. That was like the worst. Come on, well, that was bad too. But I'm just saying, three nothing is is something. I mean, they got to win one game before you start talking about three one. Three nothing. You win if if Pittsburgh goes into Nashville and wins uh, game three, it's over. In, in my opinion, it's over. I don't think Nashville can win four straight. Not that, not that I don't think Nashville's good enough to win four straight. I just think I don't think Pittsburgh's going to lose four games straight. I mean, it's it's really tough. I mean, no, the uh, out of the four Stanley Cups, the Pens have won. Only one had a sweep in the finals, and that was against Chicago. And Jeremy Roenick would have a lot to say about that series, I'm sure. Oh, I can't stand him. Oh, <laughs> oh, I cannot stand that man. See, the problem with your theory, though, Tyler, is first you're assuming that they're going to take one in Smashville. Yeah, they're under <laughs> Because what happens in game three and game four, <laughs> Nashville dies and Smashville rises. <laughs> this city becomes okay. electric and there is nothing but a pure will. I have seen this team do things that no team <laughs> should be able to come back from and do based purely on the standing O that happens only in Nashville, by the catfish that gets thrown only in Nashville, oh wait, and Pittsburgh, and <laughs> just this, the, the pure force of will that the fans and the crowd and the city that push this team. It, 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 I, seriously, I, I've, I've watched the comeback against Chicago in overtime that should not have happened. And, and, and it's insane what this place, what Smashville – as a, as a city, as an arena, as a fan base does to push that team and just give them some sort of extra magic. The way I look at it, too, we're undefeated at home. Yes, we lost one to Anaheim, but that was an own goal on a fluke play, or that game might still be going. <laughs> Aren't they always fluke goals or own goals? Hey, haven't Own goals are always that? fluke goals. In fact, you should know better about that, too, because you've gotten two fluke goals against us. Three. Yeah, two, two own goals. Two. <laughs> two own goals and a fluke goal that was a deodorant shot under an armpit that should have been closed. Shots fired. So shots. So so before anything else happened, <laughs> shots have been fired. Now yeah. here's the one thing I will I will side with you, Ultimate. If Nashville, okay, let me just put it this way: Pittsburgh. If you're the Penguins, you want to go down there and you want to take Game Three. Because if you take game three, it's close to you being over. You have the moment. If Nashville wins game three and they and you awaken the beast that is the Nashville Predators, you're in trouble, Pittsburgh. You are in trouble. So it's one of those don't let us win today. Put us to bed tonight or tomorrow mm -hmm. in, in retrospect. So it would be tomorrow. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. You put this series to bed tomorrow if you're Pittsburgh. If not, Nashville's in it, and boy, are they in it. So, Kayla, <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to you for the for the next part of this segment here. All righty. Um, well, ultimate, it's funny because you basically touched on, you know, the atmosphere in the arena and what it's going to be like. It's going to be 
wild. It's going to be insane. Um, I will say that I actually do. I I usually get mad, you know, when some like you know fan bases steal the Detroit Red Wings tradition of like you know like playoff things. You know, we throw the octopi. But in this case, I'm not mad at all whatsoever. I mean, I think it's great. I think it's funny. I think it's there's nothing wrong with it. I mean. Who cares, is what I say. Um, basically, though, but still that, throwing the octopi pie is better, but still, regardless. Anyway, um, I will say, I want to know. Hey, no one's going to eat them, so. <laughs> um, I do want to ask, though, so, like, how big has this been for the city of, for, for, Nash, for Nashville? And, like, how big is it, like, growing, how big is hockey growing overall? around there because I mean just you know like they've been in the league for what 18 years now so 19 years so I 19 mean, years 1998 okay so 1998 and you know I mean um when they first came into the league you know like there wasn't hardly you know it's a non-traditional hockey market of course you know it's kind of hard to establish yourself but you know what have you really seen lately has this like playoffs been like the main peak do you think like you guys have a solid you know and you know it's that or do you think you know you guys are just going to continue to have some fans and then you know like there's fair weather fans what do you think every team's always going to have its fair weather fans that's that's a given especially when you make a deep run i've we've seen it with the predators we've seen it with the tennessee titans the you know tennessee volunteers in college football vanderbilt you know it, it happens the problem is, is, is not a problem, but the, the, the issue is people tend to think that this is some sort of overnight success in Nashville. Yeah, that, that, that until this playoff run, nobody in Nashville knew what a hockey puck was. In fact, there are still people that throw up the pictures of the newspaper that was put out in year one <laughs> that tried to help people in Nashville explain what hockey is. That was the first that. year. I saw that. First year, never done again. This mm -hmm. has been a building process, I would truly say, for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, we almost lost our team. We got potentially sold to uh, Jim Basile. Basile? Mm -hmm. Basali? Asshole? Whatever his name is. <laughs> and, and he wanted to move the team from Nashville to Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. He had a website set up that actually until about three years ago, you could still visit and try to buy season tickets for if it wasn't for a local ownership group 10 years ago that bought this team and reinvested in this team, then we would have no hockey in Nashville. And since that point, when the, the, the local ownership came in, reached out into the community and said, we are going to be your team. We are going to be your team. This is not going to be our team. We're going to be Nashville's team. They've reached out into the community. There's not an event in Nashville that a Predators player does not show up to. It could be the grand opening of a food lion, and there's a predator there. They've done That's a phenomenal awesome. job reaching out into this community, and and the playoff run certainly helps. The last year, the last thirteen years of playoff runs certainly help. Um, and, and will we lose some fans after this run? Win or lose, yeah, we will, because they're going to be an off season, and people are going to forget. But yeah. I, I think that this is a momentum that that has really changed the city. Has grown for the last ten years. And, and we're starting to see some real serious payoffs from it, um, you know, not only from an ownership uh, uh, perspective, a president perspective, mm -hmm. 
Predator's president is the most accessible owner I've ever met in my life. He's come up, talked mm -hmm. to me on several times on a, on several occasions. He follows really? me on Twitter. Really? Oh, he and and he he puts his public Twitter out there so people can talk to him. He wants to know what people think. He wants to know what changes to make. He wants to know what do you want to see at a game? Do you want to see more country stars? Do you want to see more smash cards? Do you want to see more on ice entertainment? Do you want to see Nash jump off a roof? You know, whatever it wants to do. And and so that, you know, we, we've taken non-traditional hockey mm -hmm. and embraced it. And we've given it a brand new definition. You know, um, it's one of the things that I think people hate about Nashville is that we're not traditional. I've been to Joe Louis Arena. It was quiet. You go to, to, to the Stone, the Bridgestone Arena, there are people jumping. There are people hollering. There are people wearing stupid wrestling masks. There are people with their faces painted. There are people chanting, screaming for an entire 60 minutes. There's just not a quiet. That, because we've taken Southern hockey, we've taken college football and professional wrestling and put it on mm -hmm. us. And so that's what this city has embraced. The fact that, yeah, we stand apart. We stand out. We're not the norm. And we like it that way. I will say definitely. I mean, I, I remember I tweeted um, not too long ago. I tweeted something about how the fans have been for their team in Nashville. And I actually did say, you know, I kind of wish I missed that. I miss the Detroit Red Wing fan base being that passionate. Then again, it is hard to be that passionate when there's so many trust issues, you know, with Ken Holland and our coach, Jeff Blaschel, and, you know, the decisions being made. But, I mean, if you look back to, like, 1997, 1998, you know, when we had Stevie Y, the Russian Five, you know, all those guys, Brendan Shanahan, you know, Mike Burning, Chris Osgood, we had the whole battle with uh, Colorado, you know, and that, put, that pretty much put uh, Western Conference hockey on the map. Um, you know, if you look and you – if you look back on YouTube at those like games, you and that's exactly what it is like in Nashville today, in my opinion. Like it's very, very, very similar because like that fan base for Detroit was so ready. They knew they were going to finally get that cup after all those years. So, but now, without, but without now, the chance and the ridiculous people. <laughs> that's the one thing that that's the one thing that I'm proud to say. You, you can watch, and not just Detroit or, or not just Pittsburgh or, or, or Washington. Every team has their their their. They'll chant the goalie's name, or you know, go go Pens go, go Wings go. Of course, the Penguins need a fucking air horn to tell them when to start chanting. We just do it naturally. <laughs> oh, um, that's weird again. <laughs> and, and 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 that's the, that's the thing that Nashville embrace. We embrace, you know. Murray, Murray, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. We embrace, hey, you suck. We embrace, you know, ref, you suck. We embrace the fact that, that <laughs> everybody hates that us one. because we won't <laughs> shut up. Uh, excuse me. You haven't chanted, Murray, it's all your fault yet because. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Last time it was Murray, Murray, you suck. It's all your fault. Because last time we played, you lost to our rookies. You lost to our oh. AHL team five to one. Uh oh, and uh, Pekka wasn't in net though. I like the bicker, and you still lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of these, both of them are handling their own. I mean, I don't know. Like the Pens finished the season, Milwaukee Admirals. They still lost games. Am I supposed to feel bad that they lost a few games? They won more than they lost by a lot. 
<laughs> you lost to the Milwaukee Admirals. So? <laughs> you lost so the moving on. Moving on. We're gonna we're gonna actually take this and we're gonna move on. Um well, we all agree that Nashville is not your traditional hockey market, and they embrace that. You saw that with the All-Star game uh, last year. Well, not last year, but two years ago now. Um, and, you know, it's it's been tremendous to watch, even just as a hockey fan, uh, as a person that wants to see this great game grow. Um, the only way you have it grow is if it grows in traditional hockey markets. Now, to me, Vegas will never work, but that's just me. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that think Vegas will work, but moving on to the next subject here, we have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. And I want to ask you, Allie, what do you think back-to-back -back Stanley Cups will mean for Malkin and Crosby's legacy? And specifically Crosby, because this would be number three for Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, but then you add that to MVPs, you add that to um, Olympic gold, you add that to the World Cup of Hockey Championship. It, and like, and, and the Smythe and everything that Sidney Crosby's been able to accomplish in his career. And so I, I want to say specifically Crosby, but as well as Malkin, what does that mean to their legacy? Well, I think it really solidifies the Penguins as a modern day dynasty, <laughs> honestly. Like, if you ask uh, fans in Pittsburgh, they'll tell you that like Mario Lemieux is the greatest player of all time and was taken from us due to cancer and yeah. and then a heart murmur and like Crosby was almost robbed of us because of concussions and it's a real crying shame. But I think we can all like really thank God for modern medical science that was able to bring him back to hockey and like seeing him come back from that and then win a cup and now make it to the final the second year in a row even if he doesn't win the cup it's a dynasty i think his legacy has been completely solidified already like this is at this point not only are we putting cherries on this sunday we're putting sprinkles we're putting on little silvery balls that they do on those fancy restaurants at the sundays like this is like beyond dressing you know what i mean it's just like we're at the point now where we're just like adding acolytes to someone who is already like discovered the cure for the common cold like he's already past the peak of what we ever thought he'd be and he's just adding to it it's awesome so there's <laughs> going to be there's going to be one thing that i'm going to say so crosby has two malkin has two uh, this is more of a specific crosby uh topic he's already on the way to the hall of fame we all can agree with that whether you like him or not He's on the way to the Hall of Fame. He's made guys like Chris Kunitz's career. He's made Pascal Dupuis the player he once was. Uh, you know, he's making Shiri and he's making Gensel, although Gensel can score his own goals. He's really uh, probably the best player in the modern era. I, I know a lot of people don't agree. I personally like Sidney Crosby. I don't like, you know, some of the the stuff that he get, that he does but in terms of the skill-wise, it's tremendous. It's there. And he's probably the best player in in our era, you know, from probably the the early 2000s on or the mid-2000s on. And uh, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Where, where do you think Sidney Crosby is in the modern era? Do you think he's number one or you think he's close or what do you think? Well, like when does the modern era begin? Like I would say 2004 because right after the lockout. Okay, so, so salary cap era. Salary cap yes. era. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, like, who's his competition? Ovechkin? I mean, Malkin. Ovechkin, Ovechkin <laughs> Malkin himself, his teammate. So, so I would say to Kane, break it Taves. down, yeah, Kane, Taves, um, and then Ovechkin, Kane. I would say. I mean, like, if we're talking modern era, there's not even any competition. Like, we just listed Kane and Taves. Kane and Taves have never even come close to Crosby on an off year. Like, Kane has 100-point season under his belt, and Taves has a gold medal. Has, I think Taves is extremely overrated. That's what I think. Has he ever even scored 40 goals? Like, neither of them come even close to his ability, like – regular season or postseason, like cups at the end of the day, Chris Kunitz has just as many puck cups as Kane and Taves do. Like he has right. as well. So like, it means nothing. So honestly, like when it comes to best player in the modern era, I think that's completely undisputed. Like Ovechkin is probably the best Russian player ever, but he is not. A uh, um, um, yeah. Excuse um, me. Wait, How about that soon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, unpopular opinion on my part. I think Ovechkin is arguably the best one. The best Ovechkin's the best goal scorer maybe we've ever seen. So yeah, uh, especially because he he was able to do it in the modern era. Of course, put him in the '80s. He's scoring 100 goal seasons. Like, <laughs> of course, of course. Now on the Nashville side, this is just something we're going to add uh, because we do have a little bit more time than we thought we would. Really quick, add- really quick, can I just Go say ahead. that overall, throughout this whole convo, you know, I've been nice and everything, you know, letting everyone talk about their love for Crosby, and he is a great player, but I still would take Evgeny Malkin any day over Crosby, and I don't care who disagrees with me on that. Sorry. Gino, that's my boy. Well, I love Malkin. That's Malkin. I like Malkin more than I like Crosby. Malkin I would take Malkin over Crosby. Malkin is outstanding. That's part of why he's probably going to win the Com Smythe again. He's incredible. Is that who you think is going to win? I think it's not really a contest anymore. Like, I mean, people are throwing Gensel's name and like they're saying Pecorine, even if the Preds lose. But like Malkin's far and away the top scorer. He's got more points than everybody else. Like he's been consistently great in every single series. Crosby's going to get shut down this series because that's who P.K. Subban's decided is the more um, imposing threat. So mm-hmm. I just think cool. Hawkins proving once again that he's mm-hmm. one of the best hun- – one of the hundred best players <laughs> is Malkin. I did agree with that. a couple of the hundred best players already. Where are they right now? That's right. They're on the 18th hole. <laughs> I really think they're that good at golf? They're at the 18th already? <laughs> I'd still call well, it. It's, been a, good at golf it's been a long time. <laughs> they couldn't even score a damn goal. Yeah, they're they're still in the first. This is like a hex couple bogey. Like they still it have. Took, a, it did take them uh, three periods to score hashtag one goal. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, guys. Uh, there's just one other exercise I kind of want to give to. It's going to be to Allie, and then it's also going to be to Ultimate as well. Ultimate, you're going to go first. If there's one compliment you could make to the Pittsburgh Penguins, what would it be, Ultimate? Damn. <laughs> uh, hmm. You sure know where to stick your stick to hurt somebody where it counts. No, that's not right now. 
<laughs> um, your security at PPG Pay. No, that's not right either. <laughs> you know how to make a hell of a sandwich. Oh, that's so true. That is so oh, true. No, in, all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, those, 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 that, that top line, and that second line. They're they're doing things that shouldn't be done in hockey. They're doing they're playing tremendous, and I gotta tip my hat to the uh, to the forwards. Mm -hmm. They are incredible. I like that. Now on the other side, Allie, if you have to give one compliment to the Nashville Predators and their fans, what is it? <laughs> Man, I've loved watching you guys from game one of these playoffs. Like I've been so ecstatic to watch it. It's been so much fun to see P.K. Subban really stick it to all the naysayers in Montreal. Anyone who ever had a bad word to say about him is getting really getting to eat crow, and it's making me <laughs> so happy. Like So true. Beating <laughs> the Blackhawks. Slow clap it out, my friend. Everyone, everyone, <laughs> come on now. I have a on. bad word to say about the Predators. Like, they make me so damn happy. I'm so sad that... Like my pens have to beat them. Like, <sighs> I, you know, the, Allie, I, I don't hear any fat ladies tuning up yet. Um, the, the, there's no, there's no sheet music in front of anybody yet. The, the, uh, the glass is still on the table, and uh, you still got to get one in Smashville. The stone is going to intimidate the shit out of you. I mean, they won in Nashville before, so. Not like this. I don't, I don't know. When you get 17,500 strong in the seats, add on another 2,000 just randomly crammed in, and the entire building is rocking and rolling, and the announcers can't hear themselves, and the coaches can't hear themselves, and the only way to communicate <laughs> is through sign language, there is nothing, and I mean nothing, that is going to stop the Predators from devouring the Penguins on top of that iceberg and just knocking it the fuck over. It is on. <laughs> so needless to say, <laughs> Ultimate is extremely pumped up for game number two, which is on game, game number three. three. They game won number game. three, which is on Saturday night. You can find that game on NBCSN. We're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap this up. We do appreciate Ultimate and Allie and Kayla for coming on. Um, so we're, first, we're going to shout out your um, – we're going to give you a second to shout out your uh, Twitter handles or where we can find your work. I keep wanting to call you Kaylee, but Allie, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Latangier on Twitter, so spelled like Latang with I-E-R at the end because puns <laughs> don't tweet anything worth <laughs> liking or retweeting, though, so don't even bother. Oh, give her a follow. She's actually a cool Penguins fan, so. Yeah, probably the coolest Penguins fan besides her friend Kaylee. Yes, because Kaylee's pretty cool me. too. Kaylee is pretty awesome. Ultimate, I where we, where can we go for her interview <laughs> on this last year? <laughs> Ultimate, where can we find your work? You can find me on Twitter at I am Ultimate Fred. <laughs> P-R-E-D. You can find my uh, rants, my YouTube videos. They're all linked to, to, to there, my Instagram. Uh, join the cult. Join the following. Become a predaholic, baby. Become a predator? 
I would say we're wing nuts uh, here at Wing Dog. Wing nuts. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that was a term that was used in the 90s to describe Red yeah. Wings fans. Um, Kayla, we know where you can find your stuff, but go ahead. All right, well, you can find me at uh, K Loves Red Wings, L-U-V-S. And um, I just want to say it's been great having both of you on. You both are so enthusiastic about, you know, your teams, and I love seeing that. And honestly, I don't know about you, Tyler, but I miss it. I do. I, I miss, like, being so enthusiastic and being like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, just, like, having, like, great reasons to chirp someone. And, you know, I just miss those, like, days. I know it's only really been, like, one year, but, like, I'm kind of missing it already. Well, no, it's been more than one year because, you know what, this team has sucked for a few years now. <laughs> and, and you know what, they limped into the playoffs two years in a row. That's or true. No, no, not two years in a row, one year. One year. Uh, well, yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, last ended, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, let's not talk about that. That's a sore subject in here. So with that, we're going to move on. Don't the Penguins have the longest playoff streak now? Huh. But I don't think anyone's going to touch the playoff streak that the Wings had. Anyways, we have to wrap this up. We've gone too long. So you can find my work at Mass Wings Fan. You can follow the Winged Octopus on Twitter at Winged Octopus. You can follow us on Instagram. We appreciate you guys coming on. You guys can come on anytime you want to discuss your respective teams. I'm Tyler. Thank you guys and have a great night. And please Go subscribe. Pens. And please Bye, subscribe. Guys. Go Pens. Good luck to Go your Pens. Teams. <laughs>